Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we discuss God's Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you that we have freedom in your name, Lord, that you have redeemed us from the curse and sin and death, Lord, that you have made us whole and new before you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy that covers us in our nations, Lord, that you are in the whole earth, Lord, that your eyes are watching to and fro, Lord, that you see all and you know all, Lord. We thank you for your word, Lord, that it stands firm and it does not change, Lord. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit that guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. Lord, we just thank you for who you are and what you've been doing, Lord, and what you are going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning and welcome, everybody. We are glad to have you with us as we continue our study here in the book of Acts. So... We we are going to reread the same section of scripture. That's in Acts 2, verses 40 through 47. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be safe from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having fear with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So, while we were going over this, we hadn't done it yet, but I could hear someone, or maybe multiple people, <laughs> saying, or asking why we hadn't gone over this one section yet and or addressed this. And that is the line of now they, uh, verse 44. Now all who believed together or who believed were together and had all things in common. And then following down through the rest of the verses. So the Lord's laid on our heart to address that. And so I want to bring that up because on the surface it sounds like, this is of course natural-minded, natural perspective, sounds a lot like you would hear in any Marxist, communist, or socialist agenda. That everybody just gave all they had, or sold all they had. For the many. Right? Uh, I think we can all, we can all acknowledge that, right? Does it not sound very similar? On the yes. surface. On Exactly. On the surface, it sounds similar. But isn't that exactly what the enemy, the evil one, the devil, attempts to do? 
Satan, the adversary, he attempts to counterfeit what the Lord is doing. Now, there's a few things to address in that. Um, one, when, or the question I, I first want to ask, when did they decide to give all things or sell all their possessions? As the Lord laid it on their hearts, I would have to say. Oh, okay. So, wait, didn't we go over this? In, it's in a couple of places in Scripture. In Exodus 25 and in 35, yes. where we're talking about building the tabernacle, right? And we're talking about yes. building the Lord's house and that study. So, Exodus 35, it begins in 20... Well, well I'll read 21, though, but it's that whole section of Scripture from... 22 through 29, right? And it says, Then everyone, oh, sorry, and all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. Then everyone came whose heart was stirred, and everyone whose spirit was willing, and they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting, for all its service, and for the holy garments. And it continues. All right? Yes. Talking about all the different things that they brought. But in 29, it says this. The children of Israel brought a free will offering to the Lord. All the men and women whose hearts were willing to bring material for all kinds of work which the Lord, by the hand of Moses, had commanded to be done. All right? Do we see that? Yes. yes. And then in chapter 36... Let me find the verse. Um, okay. In verse 5, and they spoke to Moses saying, this is the craftsmen that are reporting this, right? The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. Verse 6. So Moses gave a commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from bringing, for the material that they had was sufficient for all the work to be done. Indeed, too much. Okay? Do we see the similarity there? Yes. yes. In both instances, what has just happened? So you're saying in Exodus and in Acts, there's yes, a similarity. There is. Not between what God is doing and Your communism. Oh. Correct. Your hearts were stirred. Stirred by what, sir? By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. In Acts, they had just received the Holy Spirit. And in Exodus, yes. we just read how each one's heart was stirred. And that's something they did willingly. They did it willingly. Not someone trying to grab or snatch it from them. So a yes. difference between what is happening in the scriptures is that the people are bringing with a joyful heart as they will. But when you look at socialism, communism, Marxism, all that kind of stuff, which is a counterfeit and it's ungodly, it's a taking from the people and it's a heaping up to an elite group 
and everyone else is impoverished. Exactly. Right. And kept under yes. control and lock and key, unable to grow or do anything else. But certain other ones have all the wealth and the scriptures and acts they were sharing together. It wasn't the apostles that were sitting on a big treasure, you know, like a dragon sitting on all the gold and stuff like that to keep it for themselves. They actually said, you guys take care of that. And we'll see that in later scriptures. Exactly. Uh, a big one is in chapter three. Where there's the healing mentioned, right? And we're going to cover that here yes. in the upcoming episode. But what did they say? Silver and gold have I none. Not, not I'm abounding in it. <laughs> and I have so much loot on me and money <laughs> that it's just falling out of my pockets, right? As a matter of yes. fact, yes. let me take what you got in your cup there. Uh, okay. No, that, that's not what they said, mm. right? They said, I, yes. I don't have any, but I'll give you what I do have, which was Christ. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, another point. Second Corinthians chapter nine. Hey, John. Just before you yes, jump brother? to the next point, um, for me, I think it's important. Um, first off, you know, you're talking about the the, um, the heart, the heart condition. Absolutely. That's led by the Holy Spirit. There's a component of surrender mm-hmm. to that as well, too. So it's not a. It's not. Um, a heart condition of what I can get. It's a heart, it's a heart condition of surrendering to God first, mm-hmm. which permits the surrendering to the greater good. And then if we, let's go to the inner linear. Amen. Okay. Um, in verse 44, all now having believed, mm-hmm. and we go to believed, um, pesutio, pesutio, I think that's right. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, to believe in, have faith in, trust in, pass to be entrusted with, and, and moving forward into it, especially one's spiritual well-being to Christ. So there's 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 a surrender that they had to Christ in this, and you know, when you were citing back in Exodus to God, right, Amen. and our belief in His ability to provide for us, and you compare that into socialism, communism, whatever, um, that is a belief in an authority to rule over us that's not God, Hmm. which is where it all began if we go all the way back, right? Because we wanted to bring a king in, right? That's why Samuel's heart was so grieved because the people wanted a king to rule over them instead of God to rule over them. Mm -hmm. So when we're in full surrender to God ruling over our lives, then these things are a natural outpouring of that. Exactly. But they're not a motivation of anything of ourselves. Correct. Amen. Thank you. Dan. Amen, brother. Yes. We're going to cover that, right? It's, again, so if we just went over an Old Testament example, right? So now let's yes. give a New Testament example. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9. Can I get a volunteer to read verses 7 through 11, please? I'll read it. All right, honey, honey. Second Corinthians 9. Yes. 7 through 11. Yes. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. 
His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Amen. So as we look at what was just said in 2 Corinthians, do we see the similarity of what's happening here in Acts? The people yes. gave as they were led, right? Yes. They, they willingly chose to give their possessions, not out of compulsion, not out of obligation. They chose to do that as a free will offering to the Lord, right? Yes. yes. But then there are, there are a couple different things to look at here, right? Um, there's one thing that needs to be addressed. And that, that goes to Malachi. So if, I believe it's Malachi. My, yep, Malachi, please, if you could turn there. That's in chapter 3. And I, I want to bring, or I feel led to bring this up because there are many times that Malachi, as it pertains to discussion of tithes and offerings and giving to the Lord, this scripture is brought up, right? And that is verses 8 and 9, or sorry, 8 through 10, please. If I get a volunteer, Malachi 3, verses 8 through 10. I'll read it. All right. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offering. You are cursed with a curse. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out, pour out for you such blessing, that there will be not there will, sorry, there will there will not be room enough to receive it. Amen. Okay. Many times this scripture gets brought up in terms of when it comes to giving, right? Yes. yes. Now, we shouldn't withhold from the Lord. Should not. Should not. We should not ever withhold from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Not in our giving. But here's the, the issue and the disconnect. Both before and after those set of verses, the Lord is talking about our heart turning to the Lord, right? He's, he begins that chapter, chapter 3, talking about his messenger, who he will send, who will prepare the way before him, right? So yes. that the Lord will suddenly come to his temple. That's in Malachi 3, chapter 1, or verse 1, excuse me, right? So that we would delight in his coming, right? Yes. But he continues talking about what the Lord is like. He's a refiner, a purifier of silver, right? And he will purify the sons of Levi, the priests. As we were discussing in our study of the Lord's house, are we not 
those that believe on Christ, are we not both kings and priests in the house of God? Yes. Amen. Yes, we are. But he's going to purge them as gold and silver. This is still Malachi 3, verse 3. That they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. It's not just about the giving. The Lord first wants us to give our heart. Spirit, where is that not the first and greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your, what? Heart, heart soul, soul, mind, and strength. strength. Okay. It's our heart. And then he continues this, right? There's a, there is the part of the giving that, he, that we just read, which is addressed. But it's first giving and making sure that we are pure before our Lord. So that we can have an offering that will be accepted, right? That the yes. offering will be given in righteousness. And he continues this. Even going to the, in chapter 4 of Malachi, the great and terrible day of the Lord. And what is he discussing in that? All the blessings and benefits and protections that he was describing in the in the verses following 10, right? I'll rebuke the devourer. I'll do it not just because you gave financially, but because your heart is to the Lord. You are open to him. You have a relationship and are listening to his leading, which goes back to what he says in verse 5 and 6, uh, Malachi 4, verses 5 and 6. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. All right, we just read about that as the messenger, right? In yes. the beginning of chapter 3. Yes. And here, he ends the book by saying, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. So, to understand that, we have to go back to the beginning of Malachi. And he says this. In chapter 1, actually in verse 6, he begins discussing, Malachi that is, begins discussing polluted offerings. And it says this, A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence, says the Lord of hosts? To you priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You offer defiled food on my altar, but say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying, the table of the Lord is contemptible. And he continues, and he goes and is addressing all these ways that the people violated him, right? But, so let's go back to Acts a second because let's tie this together. Because what's happening at the start of this is they were all together in unity, in agreement, and in prayer, and in one accord, and one voice. Right? Yes. Yes. Before the Lord. With a pure heart. And it says here in verse 40, Acts 2, verse 42, they were continues steadfastly right yes this is this is the church this is all who who came who received 
3,000 souls were added, right? They yes. made those, those couple acknowledgments. One, that Christ was God. And two, that they, regardless of where the Jew, Greek, wherever they were from in the world, that they had a hand in crucifying Christ. They repented of that, right? Yes. Yes. And they continued in the work. And the Lord added daily. This isn't, again, let's go back to our initial thing. This is not Marxism, socialism, or communism. What we're discussing here is actually revival. An outpouring of the Spirit on the people. And they, the people, willingly preparing themselves before the Lord, right? Make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Their hearts were turned towards Him, right? Yes. Um, And actually, there's one more verse, right? Because there was outpouring of the Spirit, and that's back in... Hold on, let me get there. The other M book in the Old Testament, Micah. Micah says, well, actually, what did Peter preach? Preach repentance, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. He says this in Micah chapter 3, talking about wicked rulers and prophets, right? After addressing all these ways that Israel had fallen, right? He says yes. this in verse in chapter 3, verse 8. But truly, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord and of justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. Does that sound familiar? Yes. It's exactly what Peter preached, yes? Yes. Isn't that exactly what all the prophets, what Moses and all the prophets and the writings in the Old Testament are discussing? Repentance, forgiveness of sin, because and they all came in the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. So do we not see the same thing here? But what's happening? Revival. People are turning to the Lord. And, the, and because they are turning to the Lord, oh, uh, sorry, in, in turning to the Lord, what are they doing? What are they doing? Bringing all that they have to him. Bringing all they have, starting with themselves. Mm-hmm. There are three verses that you guys read on our family declarations. All right. Can you read those, please? We'll start with Matthew. With Matthew. Uh, the first one is inside Matthew 19, 19 29. And it says, everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Amen. Amen. How about that same passage out of Mark? Mark 10, 29 and 30. So Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there was no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers 
and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. And now that same passage out of Luke. Luke 18, 29 and 30. So he said to them, As surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. Amen. Amen. Now what's happening there? What's up, sir? Say it. Um, what the Lord is talking about, you sing. When you give these things to him, he sh- he makes sure that you have everything you need. Mm-hmm. Like mommy's saying, these are all some of these are necessity necessities. You don't just leave your wife or children to go astray off. No, because that would violate what the Lord said of if anyone desires to be an elder, he must first manage his own household well. Yes. Okay. And it was a necessity, and the Lord was saying, when you give all these necessities to him, he will take care of it. He's going to be the steward over all these things for you and give them back to you. Mm -hmm. It's like a relationship. It's not just one person taking everything and the other getting nothing, nor is it one person just saying, okay, we're just two people here singing together. It's a give and take. Mm -hmm. So the Lord didn't command them to give them. He said they must be willing to give them, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And in revival, if you study any revival that's ever taken place, you will find that the things that we've heaped up for ourselves, right? Yes. Yes. Don't matter anymore. All that matters is the Lord and his presence and his glory. Amen. Right? Yes. So yes. what were they doing? And on the one hand, you could say they were removing any obstacle or anything that would hinder them from being fully committed to the Lord. And you see the reward of that at the end, right? In verse 47. Yes. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Right? Yes. They were willing to give up those things. And, and by that, I mean, commit them to the Lord. Um, John, I think for me, what's important to understand in that is um, not to become focused on what is the benefit of obedience here when it comes to giving. Giving is a outward expression of an inward decision that of two things. I think they're really important. Number one, I acknowledge that God owns everything. God created everything the way he said he did, mm-hmm. and he owns everything. And the second is that I can trust God for all of my needs. Amen. So giving a portion back is it's a it's a physical kind of thing it's it's almost um i think it's similar in fasting where we are saying we rule over ourselves our inward selves Mm -hmm. for the full acknowledgement of who god is so that we stand firm in who god is and who we expect him to be and a, a recognition that we can trust him in our provision and in everything 
that's where the giving comes from first. Yep, the, absolutely. It is an outward demonstration of what's, at, what's in your heart. And your, it is an, an exercise or demonstration of your faith in the Lord that he will provide all your needs, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. That, is, that is assured and demonstrated here, right? Yes. I'm not saying you have to give away all your stuff. What I'm saying is the focus must be on the Lord above everything else. Is this not the same thing that he asked the rich young ruler to do? Yes. Yes. Which is the same thing he asked his disciples, now apostles, to do, right? Yes. He said you must count the cost. You must be willing to give up all these things, right? Yes. But then what was the result when they were willing to give them up to follow him? They were blessed more than they could think of. He immediately, Jesus, immediately went to their homes and healed their relatives and blessed them. Right? Yes. yes. And you can study that out in the Gospels, right? We're, just because we're, we're coming up on, on time here and, you know, I want to be aware of that, right? Considerate of, of, of everyone's time. But it's, a, it's the willingness. He knows what's in our heart. Our heart must be fully towards him. So what happens in revival is the focus has to shift towards the Lord. Those things that we thought mattered or we thought we wanted pale. They don't even come close in comparison to the Lord and his glory coming down and shining and being that, that fragrant aroma being diffused throughout the entire earth. And that is what they're discussing here of what happened and the why. I, I just think I sense it was important that we addressed it because I think there's been misunderstanding on this for some time. And you also see how the world has come and tried to counterfeit this. It's also interesting how the world has never been able to replicate what happened here because it is impossible to replicate the Lord. He is one. He's the only one. There is no other God. He's a good God. Or he says that himself. Mm -hmm. Of all the other gods, I know not one. He's it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we can put our faith and our hope and our trust and in him for literally everything. And let's put the focus on him. Wholly, completely on him. Mm -hmm. And remove those things that are between he and us. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to close out in prayer. Before we do, I'd just like to, to ask if people are blessed by this message, that they like it, that they subscribe on this and any number of the platforms you can find a day of prayer on, and then share it with someone else so they too can be blessed. But most importantly, grow in relationship with our God. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. So, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? Okay, I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for 
just showing us what needs to be done, Lord, and giving us the complete instruction. Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us your law so that we can go by them, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.